Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask your blessing on all that we do here. Lord, uh, help us to have ears to hear. Help me to say what you'd have me to say. Thank you for your anointing, Lord God. Without you, we're nothing, Lord. You're everything. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Amen. And amen. You know, uh, uh, the devil would love for us to get in a panic. You know, and and, uh, uh, I know there's a lot of churches that... uh, are are really having a hard time even getting the people back and it's just it's just not the same i mean you know we're 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 not what we want to be we're not what we're going to be it's all going to come to pass all the vision is going to come to pass but uh you know everything's come under attack and uh uh our values have come under attack now you know uh if you're a Bible-believing Christian, you're, you're something to be uh, disdained by the media and the, and the left, you know, because we have those old-fashioned values. Amen. Well, heaven and earth will pass away, but not one jot or tittle of that word's ever going to pass away, and every knee's going to bow, and every tongue's going to confess. But all this is going on. There, there are... Uh, uh, all kinds of attacks going on against the body of Christ and 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 uh the uh some of the traditional churches are fighting some of the newer churches uh, which would be called progressive and uh there are some preachers right now uh that everything they say is under scrutiny by somebody judging them and waiting for them to say something contrary to what they believe so that they can make a post about it and have a discussion about it. And, and uh, uh, that, that could be disheartening. Yes. Amen. Uh, to some. And, and then uh, uh, the devil's just such a liar. Amen. And, and uh, 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 you know, people wonder what if, you know. What if gas gets higher and all, and, and, and all these things? And, and uh, you, you just can't go there. We walk by faith and not by sight. But I was just thinking when Andrew was talking, it just came to me, let your moderation be known to all men. The coming of the Lord is at hand. <laughs> Amen. And, and that word moderation right there means we're, we're not panicking. Amen. We all right. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. We got this. Amen. Hallelujah. Why can you be that way? Because the Lord's coming. We trust in Him. Amen. And, and you know, I, I just believe great things are going to happen. I believe uh, uh, God's going to show up and show out like He never has. I do believe we have a need to be, to, be, to be wading out and getting stronger in prayer and declaring things, taking authority over things. If we say the, wor- the word the right way and believe it, then angels have to hearken to, to the voice of the word. Amen. Stuff has to happen, but somebody has to say those things. Amen. You know, well, why don't God do something about this? Well, somebody's got to say something. Somebody's got to say something and believe it and, 
And, you know, I was thinking about this, and, and so many times we don't really understand uh, what faith is, and it's a process because we've been about, around religious and we've been around uh, mental ascent, and uh, so much of Christianity has taken a, a, a position where, well, you never know what the Lord might do, you know, and wouldn't dare believe that they had authority to ask or declare anything. And, and so, uh, therefore, and, and this is a position that we take. If he doesn't, it's not on us. And if he does, it's not on us. You know, there's, there's no pressure. But he told us to believe and he told us to ask. Amen. He said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? He's looking for somebody to believe him, and we're called to believe. But we complicate it, and we don't understand. You know, we have to have faith in, in, in God and in his word. Amen. Just like, you know, and I, I was just talking to Misty about it because I watched her relationship with her daddy. And uh, uh, he loved her, and she loved him. And there wasn't nothing that she wouldn't do for him. And I believe that there was nothing he wouldn't do for her, you know, if, if it was in his power. You know, if he promised her something, he, he would do it. Amen. And, and, uh, and, and she believed it. You believe, you believe somebody like that that, that, that has developed uh, uh, trustworthiness through the years. They've never failed. They were always the same. Their word is their bond. You can count on it. Amen. But for some reason, when it comes to God, we have to see some kind of manifestation before we believe it. We want some kind of evidence before we believe it. You know, and I told Miss, if you're believing God for something, it's just like if your daddy told you that he was going to do that for you, then you count it done. And no more thinking about it. No more sitting up at night worrying about it unless you're just excited because it's coming tomorrow. Amen. And that's what faith is. Who, who but God? I mean, who's greater than God? And he is faithful. And he wants us to count him faithful. Now, the, all the devil does is try to make us doubt it and try to make us worry. Amen. So, you know, th that, that was on my heart. So I want to get that just, just simple, childlike faith. You know, when I was a child, uh, uh, my dad was great. Brother Harmon was a man of his word. If he said he was going to whip your butt, you could count on it. And that happened many times. He didn't, he wasn't one of these spare the rod, spoil the child. Uh, I got my fair share and, 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 and probably then some. But on the other hand, if he said he was going to do something, he did it. Anyway, if he's going to take us somewhere, take us. He took us to uh, Tucson Toros baseball games and different places. And he was involved in Little League and took us on vacations and stuff and you know you could just count on him I, I still count on him I mean I wouldn't doubt his word amen and how much more can we take the, the heavenly father to his word he said by his stripes you were healed so we're healed we're not hoping we're going to get a good report at the doctor amen you got you got to get beyond that I'm healed it doesn't matter what the doctor says I'm healed amen hallelujah praise God and maybe the doctor catch on later amen but I'm healed I'm, I'm taking him. That's faith. Amen. Amen. That's not mental assent. That's faith. Now, uh, I got something on my heart that, that uh, the Lord stirred in me. I want you to turn to Acts chapter 9. And uh, I, I, we're talking about the Holy Ghost still, and we're still talking about the river. Uh, 
And, and I do believe the greatest time we've ever seen, the, the latter state of the house is greater than the former. And so I believe if God spoke to people in the early rain, he's going to speak to people in the latter rain. And I believe we need to be ready and tuned in and prepared to hear his voice. Amen, because he's going to speak. And then we've got to be prepared to, to be willing and obedient. One of the stories that always amazed me in the Bible was uh, about this man Ananias here. So, so we're going to read. Oh, we're going to read a few verses, about eighteen, to get the whole picture. Acts chapter nine. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if any so if he found any who are of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So, so Saul is, is still Saul, and he's still uh, uh, a Pharisee, and, and uh, he's trying to, to, to persecute Christians. Amen? What kind, of, what kind of religion is it that tells you to kill other people? So Judaism had gotten way off, off track. Amen. And Judaism was worshiping the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, our God. But religion will turn you uh, evil and wicked. And, and uh, so will Protestant Christianity because they were killing witches at Salem. Trying witches, killing people, and hanging them, burning them at the stake. Amen. Uh, just You can get caught up in anything. Amen. But religion does that. Amen. But true Christianity is love. Amen. They'll know we're Christians by our love. So if we can find anybody who are out of the way, we're going we're gonna, to uh, get them. And verse 3, As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise, go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus, and he was there three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. So, uh, Paul gets knocked down off his high horse, and he gets, he gets blinded. But God is speaking to him here. And God is speaking in an audible voice here so that even those around him, they could hear the voice, but they couldn't see. Now, that is a major dramatic manifestation. Amen. That doesn't happen often. That, this is, a, this is, this is the, the conversion of the man who gave us most of the New Testament epistles, amen, who God used mightily, amen. So sometimes, you know, Brother Summerall said the more drastic the ministry is going to be, the, the, the more drastic sometimes a conversion is. Like Brother Summerall was uh, dying of tuberculosis, coughing up blood on the side of his, the wall, and his teacher, uh, his sister, took him and put him in the car and took him to a healing meeting, amen. And he saw, he saw a vision of... of uh, him preaching the gospel or a coffin like he had a choice or being dead, being in a coffin. 
and he chose the coffin. And his dad got mad at him. His dad wanted him to, to be an apprentice carpenter with him, cabinet maker with him. And he said, I'm going to preach the gospel. And his, his dad said, if you leave, don't ever come back. And that support from, from home. <laughs> Hallelujah. But what a, what a meeting he had. And then if you, if you ever read after him how he found Howard Carter and how God led him and, and spoke to him. So God's always been speaking and leading his people. We're talking about being led a little bit Sunday. He, he, you know, he can do it by his voice. Amen. And uh, he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? All right, so uh, now verse 10, there was a certain disciple at Damascus, a disciple named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision. So God can speak to you in a vision. The Lord spoke to him in a vision. Uh, Ananias, and he said, here am I, Lord. So he answered back, he's communicating. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. So, boy, this is just a good picture lesson of a historical lesson of the gifts of the Spirit and the Holy Ghost working mightily uh, and being so accurate. Amen. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell him he's seen in a vision you're going to come and you're going to go amen and you're going to put his hands on him in a vision he's seen a man named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him so that he might receive a sight then, then Ananias answered and said Lord uh, I've heard from many about this man you know he's, he's checking out his assignment here a little bit how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem and here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name uh, so he, he had some question, but he's talking to God, and God's talking back. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer uh, for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me to you that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales and he received his uh, sight at once and he arose and was baptized. So uh, this, this, is just, this is just amazing. You know, it, it amazed me that a child of God, Ananias, could just be minding his own business. And God could speak to him and give him instruction like that. Amen. Now I know, I know this could be and probably was almost like the voice out of heaven that they heard. This was supernatural. This had to be, this had to come to pass. Amen. Uh, but if the, if the latter state of the house is going to be greater than the former then there's going to be more stuff like this happening nowadays than there was then, if it's greater. So how many are ready? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, there's a certain group of Christians, oh, I'm afraid of that stuff. I'm afraid of that prophecy and stuff. That stuff's weird, man. That stuff freaks me out. But then they'll go to the Christian haunted house and pay $15 to 
Yeah, the, get a zombie, spit blood on them. Amen. You know I'm right. Some things freak them out, some things don't. Amen. And, and see, the devil makes them afraid of what's going to help them. Is what happens. Amen. And they're not afraid of what is hurting them. Praise God. Amen. And, and we don't have to be prepared, being prepared for a zombie apocalypse. I just tell you that right now. Amen. But you do need to be, be, be prepared for this last day revival. And he's going to be speaking. He's speaking right now. He's promised that. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and the voice of another. They will not follow. Amen. And that's a perfect illustration. Amen. Uh, sometimes uh, shepherds take their little flock. Everybody had a little flock. And go to a big field. And there's several shepherds there with several little fox. And they just kind of mingle. Eating a little grass, you know, lying down in the green pastures. But then when it gets time to go, the shepherd A gets up and speaks. And all of shepherd A's sheep recognize him from all the others and they follow. Then shepherd B cries out and all the B sheep come. And then shepherd C cries out and all the... They know their own shepherd's voice. Amen. And Jesus said, we will know the voice of the Lord. So, you know, we, we got to face this and be ready to do this and, and recognize, you know, that he's doing this and, and make yourself available. And if you got skepticism, you need to get over that and uh, it, it, anything that would hinder this. You know, we, we talk some about quenching the Holy Ghost. Amen. And resisting the Holy Ghost. People do that. Amen. Hallelujah. So the ability to hear the voice of God must be strengthened in our lives. And, you know, we're here tonight to help us to understand that it is absolutely essential that you hear the voice of God. Amen. And, you know, I think there are some people who would say, well, I've been a Christian all my life and I've never heard the voice of God. Well, that's sad. Amen. And, and uh, uh, but some people you know, never really get in the spirit to hear because it's, it's, it's something that, that comes out of your spirit. Amen. But we need to be pressing into that. And, and then there's, there's another part that comes before that and, that, and that's just knowing right and wrong. Amen. And, it, and when you know right and wrong and you resist it and go the wrong way against that, it's, it's, it's resisting the Holy Ghost. You know God's telling you not to do something and you do it anyhow. Because everybody else is. Amen. Then you done then you done done it. When you're disobedient to God, you're shutting all this stuff down. The Bible says if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. So there there's got to be a people in these last days that are tuned in. Amen. Jesus said, When you stand praying, if you have anything against anybody, uh, your Father in, in heaven won't forgive you. You cannot be blessed if you're going to have grudges against everybody. You cannot be blessed. If you're going to have grudges against anybody. You got to let it all go. You got to let every bit of it go. Regardless of what they've done. Or what they're continually doing. Amen. You got to pray for God's grace. To walk in love. And, and uh, fix your heart. I'm, I'm learning how to follow God. If we will be still. If we will just learn to be still. And this is, what, this is one of the things. That the enemy is, is, is just bombarding us. And uh, 
I was seeing there's a show Blue Bloods. It's you know they're showing on reruns and it's a, it's a Catholic family, and and uh, well, they're very devout Catholics. And one of the highlights, my my favorite part of the show actually, uh, is uh, it usually winds up at a Sunday dinner after mass or whatever they do. I don't know what they do, but whatever they do after after church Sunday, they have a Sunday dinner at. Uh, uh, grandpa and dad live in the same house and they have a Sunday dinner and all the children and, and grandchildren are there and uh, uh, one of the granddaughters tried to pull out her iPad and was going to show everybody something and, and dad said nope nope no electronic devices at this table that is the rule and I mean there's you know 10 or 12 people sitting around the table he said, nope, this is where we talk and communicate to each other. He said, this is a cardinal rule. That is not going to happen. Amen. And that's good. And we, 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 we miss that, and we need to have that, where there's times where people can, uh, can sit down together. And I know we've gotten busy. We're running here and there. And I know it's not like in the olden days when uh, things were different. But, but uh, we, we get too busy where we can hear God. Some people, some people have gotten so busy where they only pray in emergencies. And prayer is, is two-way conversation. Amen. We're talking and listening just like Ananias did, just like Paul did. Amen. What do you want? Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But see, God's got something. God will give us instruction. Amen. God will show us little things. Amen. Give us little answers. He'll, he'll quicken stuff to you. You know, one of the things that I find is praying in tongues. Uh, and, and Dr. Jacobs has been saying this for 15 years plus uh, to, to all the ministers that, that came to his uh, mentoring classes and all the hungry Christians that came. He said, pray in tongues more than you think you can. Pray in tongues more than you think you can. Amen. That means, you know, you press yourself in it. You're mindful to do that. And, and, and see, I learned and I realized few, through the years that I do that. And I don't always get interpretation of everything, you know, uh, especially several years ago. Your prayer life will progress. And your hearing of God will progress. But uh, there was a time uh, when I didn't necessarily get answers and stuff. And I just pray in tongues because I just building myself up in most holy faith. And, and uh then when I was driving or something or quiet, then then I would get something that I knew was God. I'd get a little nugget or I'd get I'd get almost like a word of knowledge or a little mini vision of something that was going to happen. And then I would know that's going to happen sometime. And then later on in church, uh, it would hit me again and it would come back to me again. And then I'd do that. Uh, see, uh, that's how, that's how Dylan got here and Isabel got here because uh, uh, his mother was having a hard time conceiving and very difficult. And the other two, you know, kind of just happened. But and now uh, this one wasn't working that way. And it, it was, uh, you know, over a year. And it was disappointment. It was... It was uh, I actually believe it's miscarriages every month. And just for something wasn't working. 
something wasn't working right. So uh, I remember Dr. Jacobs having a conversation with Dr. Jacobs, a private conversation, and he told me about a lady and that she'd come to him for uh, prayer because they'd been married several years and couldn't get pregnant. And then I was in a service later, and he called her out and prayed for her, and I knew that was her. And she went flying backwards, and then in just a little bit, she was pregnant. And then I, so I'm sitting there observing all this, and I said, well, I'm, I'm obedient. I'm willing, and I'm obedient, and I'm connected here. Amen, and, and you know, it all trickles down. You know, it ought to trickle down. So if he can pray something like that, I ought to be able to pray something like that. So I just kind of got that in my mind and started believing something like that can happen. And then, and then one Sunday night, I walked into church. And God said to call her and Darlene. And, and uh, 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 Stephanie had got diagnosed with the tumors on her ovaries. And they were maybe going to have to take them both take both ovaries, and she wouldn't have to be able to have children. And she wasn't married yet. She was still young. And so I called all three of them. I just, I just got that. But, but all that came because I'd been praying in the Holy Ghost and waiting on God and, and training myself to be sensitive. So I called them up, and I laid hands on them. And within a month, both these ladies were pregnant. And then when Stephanie went to surgery, they didn't have to take... Uh, it, it wasn't nowhere like as near and Dylan and Isabel were born 11 days apart and Ste Stephanie later had twins and, and uh, uh, Wayne and Darlene had been married like 11 years and hadn't been able to have a baby so that's all, that all by the Holy Ghost amen, amen. So, you know, we need to develop this and we need to tune in. And, and uh, God will use it. But if we, if we don't acknowledge this, if we're, you know, Lord help us. Amen. And we can take authority over things. And, and uh, so we can strengthen this and train this. Amen. Hebrews 3 and 7 says, Today is the Holy Spirit says, uh, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the, in the day of trial in the wilderness. So some people have hardened hearts f towards spiritual things. And they think God wouldn't speak to them. And then, and then you have to know the word of God. And, and people get on the wrong side of this. I have to, I have to give warning. You've got to be in the word of God. Amen. And, and tuned into the Word of God because the Holy Spirit's only going to say something that agrees with the Word of God. In other words, it's not going to tell you to rob a bank. Amen. Or to hurt somebody. It's not going to do it. Amen. Whatever it says is going to agree with the Word of God. Well, I mean, that word worked because the Word says be fruitful and multiply. Amen. Hallelujah. So... Uh, but, but people do harden their hearts, and, and I mean, they're just uh, uh, people who are trained a certain way religiously, and they think God doesn't speak except through His Word. There are people who are stout in their theology that God 
God doesn't speak emotionally, that God has nothing to do with our emotions, but that all that God says is in this written word. And, and Jesus, or Paul addressed that. He said, the letter kills, but the Spirit giveth life. Amen. And he said in this new covenant, God will you know, write on the fleshly tables of our heart with his finger the laws of God and put them in our heart. So people get religious and, and harden their hearts to where, well, I don't think God does that. I don't know if God does that. Well, you're not going to see it. It's not going to happen. And you've got to get your mind and keep renewing your mind that, you know, uh, just if you had a good faithful daddy, if he promised you something, then th that's how it is. I believe I received that. Amen. Then don't be trying to receive it no more. You got it. Amen. Just, just praise him. Thank you, Jesus. I have it. Amen. If you had it, you wouldn't be thinking about not having it. You wouldn't be wondering why you didn't have it. Amen. You have it. Praise God. And the, and the word will work. Amen. The word will work. Hallelujah. So, uh, and God wants to speak to us, you know, regarding daily situations. He, he helps me every day. Amen. When I just slow down and listen. Amen. Hallelujah. But sometimes we just got to slow down and get in that, that, that realm and uh, make sure our hearts aren't hardened. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I've, I, you know, there's things you can do to keep your heart sensitive to God. Amen. And I've had times and I've just tried to obey. Uh, if you speak to somebody too harshly, I've spoke to, to, to a few people too harshly at different times, and it hurt my heart. It hurt my heart, and I knew I'd done wrong. And so I had to go and apologize. Amen? It, it, and sometimes even though I was right. Amen? Well, I could never do that, I know. That's why you ain't got it yet. Amen? Hallelujah, you got to humble yourself, amen, and give it up, praise God. So, uh, and that's hardness of heart. And, and uh, hardness of heart uh, comes by selfishness and pride in some people and thinking they, some people, you know, oh, well, I know, I know that. And they're not really listening. Amen. Faith comes by hearing, not listening. Faith comes by hearing. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, uh, I think a lot sometimes, and I get lost in daydreams. And there's been a few times Misty said, you're not listening to me. And I said, well, yes, I am. I'm saying right here, saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, looking at her. And she said, no, you're not listening to me. And, you know, really I wasn't because I just, what are you thinking about? You know, because I had, I had some train of thought going, don't, don't look at me like it's never happened to you. <laughs> Praise God. It, 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 it happens to all of us. We're humans. Amen. But we can't do that concerning the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You've got to tune in when you want to get something. And you've got to dig for the nuggets. Amen. So uh, selfishness and pride and thinking that they know it all uh, more than God will, will, will cause that hardness of heart to come and cause you not to be able to hear uh, uh, Paul Jesus said except you become as little children be converted and become as little children you'll not enter the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of heaven is a supernatural realm where all this stuff just works it, 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 it has invaded this planet for the children of God 
and we, we're citizens of the kingdom of heaven when we choose to be by faith. It's got different rules and different laws. Amen. Hallelujah. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory in heaven is the law of the kingdom. It's not a law for everybody. Amen. But you better get this right because so, we don't know what's going to happen. Amen. You better get that down. Hallelujah. Where you believe God and not be moved by what you see because you'll struggle. Amen. Uh, but he said, uh, except you become converted and be like a child. Well, one of the things about children is, especially babies, they learn. You know, we have a, a good time uh, with these grandbabies. Uh, we got two little ones, Harrison and and then uh, uh, Avery's in Hawaii, and we get to FaceTime Avery some, and uh, they're both their vocabularies are increasing. And I mean, if you've just been around here, uh, Harrison was just quiet and never said nothing to nobody. Now he's going all the time and talking all the time. And, and uh, Avery's the same way. She is learning. She is learning things. Amen. So she's grown. So we've got to be like children and learn some things, learn some new tricks. Amen. Hallelujah. But, and now another thing about children, they're forgiving. And, 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 and they're loving. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we've got to be like that if we're going to participate in the kingdom. Amen. Hardness of heart comes when people don't obey God quickly. If you're, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Amen. And then, and then uh, how much time have I got? Uh, uh, let's look at Luke chapter 10. Hallelujah. You've got you to make it a priority. Amen. It's not by accident. And while you're turning there, you know, I've known a few people that heard from what they thought was God too much and they got overboard and kind of got squirrely amen and the way you keep doing that you, you, you stay in a good church and you're accountable amen and, and that doesn't mean that you're getting people out in the parking lot and telling them stuff that the Lord told you amen you're not trying to do something, something secret we've had people do that because they didn't want it judged. Amen. But if you, you know, uh, if you hear something weird and contrary, you ought to run it by a leader. Amen. And get it. But I've seen people, and, and most of them, some of what they heard was God. But they just didn't know when to shut it off. And, and they went beyond that and heard some stuff that wasn't God. Amen. And didn't know how to discern between the two. And then when you tried to give them instruction, and show them what the Word of God said, they, they'd get upset with you. And they were upset with almost every preacher. Praise God. Unless they could find one that would go along with all that. Amen. Acts, uh, Luke 10, 38. Now it happened that, they, that he, he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha who welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. 
But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about so many things, but this one thing, one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. So uh, Martha was trying to take care of the Lord, and she was going to cook him a chicken dinner and get all concerned with all that stuff and, and all worried and frustrated, and is this going to be right? Is that going to be right? And, and uh, uh, then... Uh, you know, Mary was in there sitting at his feet, listening to him teach. Amen. So, you know, Martha, you know, she's the one doing right. I mean, she's the one taking care of all the business, right? She said, Lord, look at her, you know. And, and, and he said, no, you're wrong. Amen. Mary's doing the right thing. She's to chosen uh, that good thing. Not that you shouldn't do what needs to be done, but the Lord needs to be a priority. Amen. So Mar uh, Martha was busy and preoccupied with other things. And, and got irritated, amen, when things didn't go her way. That's one, that's one way to tell when you're not walking in the Spirit, if you get irritated too easy. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're all the time having a fit, something ain't right. Hallelujah. But Mary, she sat at Jesus' feet and gave him her full attention and chose to listen and stay focused. She didn't get preoccupied with natural things that needed to be done when she was in his presence. So there's got to be a time that you wait on God. And Jesus commended Mary, said she chose the best part, amen, which was listening to his voice. So we got to tune into this and learn to do this. So what does it take to really hear and obey God? You got to trust him. You got to trust him. Now, when I rededicated, uh, two things happened. Uh, one, of them, one of them was, uh, read my word. Read my word. I heard that. I heard that. Read my word. And then I heard, pay your tithes. I heard that. Now, I was born again when I was 13, but I never was filled with the Holy Ghost. And so I backslid way, way, backslid into wickedness. But I come back, and, and oh, Lord, he cleans me and bless me. And, and so I never had God really speak to me, really, like, like that. And, and uh, uh, uh. So I understood that read my word part. I didn't really understand what it meant. And it was because uh, so many people will do this. If, if a preacher takes something out of context and repeats it, then you'll take what he said and you'll repeat it. And it'll, get, it, it, it'll, it'll go on and on. And the Lord said, read my word. And I realized, you know, later on that I was hearing things and the Lord wanted me to learn how to base everything on the word not what somebody else said because we got too many that are preaching what somebody else said amen hallelujah so uh you must trust him to be able to hear him and then you must be you know uh willing to obey him amen uh pretty quickly i mean it's a good thing to pray and wait on some things uh uh Brother Hagin said it's always better to be a little bit behind than it is to get way out in front of the Lord. Yeah. Amen. So I always like to prove and check things and make sure that I'm sure, especially big things. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding, on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, 
and he shall direct your paths. And what is, in all your ways acknowledge him, mean, that means that you say, Lord, show me your way. Lord, show me what you want to do, and I'll do it. Amen. And then if you say that, you better be willing to do that. Amen. And, and uh, you know, fix me. Help me. Show me. If I'm thinking wrong, I want to be thinking right. And he'll correct you gently. He corrects and teaches with his word. He's so sweet and so wonderful. He's not out to embarrass you and, and, and make a spectacle of you. He loves you. Amen. Uh, so you got to yield to that. Amen. Be willing to believe that. Be expecting that. Amen. Talk to God about it. Say, Lord, I want to know your voice. Dr. Jacobs is teaching us about angels. Lord, I want to be more. In, in, in the last three or four years, I've really come up in that area and, and uh, you know, understand a whole lot more what's going on. In, in that, but it's a process. You've got to, in all your ways, acknowledge him and let him direct your paths and learn. And, and you know, if, 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 if your healing hasn't manifested as quickly as you'd like for it to, don't say I'm not healed. Amen. But say, Lord, show me if, if, if I, I know I'm healed. I know your promises are yes and amen. But is there anything blocking me that's keeping me from receiving? Amen. And if he shows you something, it'll be according to his word. It won't be some weird thing. It'll be according to his word. And keep praying. Say, Lord, I'm going to keep praising you. I believe it's done. Uh, I, you know, you're not a man that you should lie, but you're faithful. And uh, sometimes he'll give us direction. Amen. He's given me quite a bit of direction uh, through the years. Hallelujah. And sometimes he gives us a word of correction. And he's given me uh, quite a few words of correction. Amen. Hallelujah. And now, now he'll use preachers. Amen. If you listen to preachers. Amen. Listen to good ones. Hallelujah. Don't waste your time listening to somebody who doesn't even believe God answers prayer. I don't care how poetic and articulate they speak. You want somebody with some power and knows what God is saying and knows uh, how powerful this word is and has faith and trust, and trust in this word. Amen. And, you know, we had to learn. We had to learn that they don't have to be and a ha, and a ha, and walking on the pews for it to be anointed. Amen. Andrew Womack sits down at that little table and he spits enough truth to choke anybody but there's a whole lot of people well he ain't he ain't dramatic enough and and he's not wild enough and and he's not even excited about it well he he is excited that's just how he is he's really excited amen that's just how he is but so we, you you just got to learn on that people are different amen but but uh, what are they saying amen brother copeland prophesied he didn't prophesy like the people that i heard prophesying when, when I first, the first prophecy I heard were, yay, 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 thus saith the Lord. Yay, yay, and, 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 and had all that in it. And Brother Copeland get up there and just go to talking what God said. And so I had to, I had to, I had to lay hold of it, and Brother Hagin too. I had to get a hold of it a little bit and, and realize and look at what they were saying. And realize that it's not in the delivery. It's, it's, it's nothing about that. And then some people get all excited about delivery and miss the context. And that's what happens to a lot of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But it's all right to be excited, though. Amen. Well, let's pray.
Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that your word is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And Lord, we just prepare ourselves. We just hear your word. We're determined to be ready. Lord, if you're going to speak to anybody, you can speak to me. And Lord, you can trust me. And I'm going to walk in love. And I'm going to forgive. And I will be willing and obedient. And uh, I am your sheep. And I do expect to hear your voice. And, and uh, I'll be obedient. Glory to God. Show me your ways, Lord. Lead me, Lord God. Lead me. I'm listening. Uh, I, I, I want to please you in all that I do. Father, I pray anybody uh, listening uh, that doesn't understand how much you love them, somebody may be backslid apart from you that used to walk with you. Oh, Lord, let them see how much you love them and how you just, uh, the prodigal just has to come to his senses and say, Father, I'm coming home. No, no matter how far away from you they are, it's just one step back. One step back because of your goodness and your mercy. Lord, we love you. Lord, we give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. And amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, thanks for coming. And we'll see you Sunday.